Talking about abuse and domestic violence can be a difficult task for anyone. It can be painful, confusing, and make you feel ashamed, inadequate, and isolated. However, it can be incredibly challenging for men due to stereotypes, fear, misinformation, and societal pressures that men experience. These myths around men experiencing abuse can affect many different parts of their journey to a safer place. We know that domestic violence does not discriminate when it comes to gender, but men seem not to report abuse in the same way women do. In fact, many men remain silent because they think there's no point in reporting their abuse. They think that no one will ever believe them. From Not Today Media, I'm JD, and this is story number 31 of the What's Your Story podcast, Breaking the Chain. My name is Gabriel Gutierrez, and I I've become a I've become a voice, an advocate, and a voice because I feel that there's uh, you know four levels. You know, for me, you know, there was four levels for me in my recovery. So you know, I was you know I, I was initially a victim of domestic abuse and coercive control. I became a parent from the abuse, you know, and it was one of the darkest parts of my life. I've had dark parts yeah. of my life, but this is by far one of, this was, this was yeah. by far yeah. one, of my, one of my darkest times. And, you know, I had, you know, I'm, I'm 46 years old now and, you know, and it's, and a lot, but I want to say about 85, 90%. I was not really 90% of my life. You know, I lived with um, what we call codependency, you know, and, yeah. you know, moderate to severe depression. Didn't know it, though. Didn't know it at all. And it took, sadly, it took my most recent the most, you know, the most recent attack, you know, which happened in 2017, May of 2017, to to really start acknowledging what it was, to start putting a name to the deterioration that was happening, yeah. you know, inside of me. I mean, I was a part of the frustration with that was because, you know, I. I moved here to California from New Jersey in uh, October 1st of 2011. And I came here not really knowing what I was going to do other than just follow the normal routine of work and, you know, just kind of get through it. But, you know, there were bigger things happening with me that I wanted. And ultimately, um, you know, the short end of it is, is that I formed a community for game development, game designers to connect with one another. Um, 
those on the business side, those on the technical side to just join up and say, hey, you know, there's a bunch of us here in Sacramento. We're just trying to make something happen. And, you know, we had a group. I made I came in and formed it into an actual official presence, an actual official chapter of a, of a nonprofit. Nice. And that went really well. It went really well. And for, you know, there have been parts of my life where I, you know, I, I felt that I was doing good, that I was actually, that I had some sort of meaning. But this was beyond, this had given me more meaning and value than I had ever expected. And it wasn't the plan. I wasn't looking to form or, you know, run a community. I wasn't, yeah. I was just looking to get a few people to help me make a game. That's <laughs> what I just wanted to do. And it just became so much more than that. So and, cool. and it felt so wonderful to have, you know, a 100% sense of purpose. I mean, there, yeah, again, there have been parts, there have been parts that have, you know, 30%, maybe 50, 60% purpose, but this was very close to 100% at 100%. But through that, those skeletons remained, you know, they yeah. were just, they were, you know, they were um, in remission, if you will. They were, yeah, you know, they, it, yeah. yeah, I mean, they were, they, they were always there. And, it, you know, and I think, and I think back now to like, God, you know, like, you know, if I could just go back to then, but, you know, but then my skeletons would come back. Yeah. And I don't, and, you know, and so, you know, so it's that kind of thing of, you know, I'm here now and I, and I have to keep putting value in what's happened with me now. So throughout this time, you know, you know, I had, there were a couple of people in my life who, who had really said they wanted to support and they had good intentions. And I, and I think um, at some point, some fragments of things they meant it but yeah there was you know but there was something much more sinister going on and it you know and it was um you know it became it just became it became abusive it became controlling and it happened very very slowly it happened very very slowly very subtly very you know in a very subtle way and i just didn't see it because yeah. I was grown, I was raised to see the good in all. I was, you know, that was sure, me, you know, and you know, and, and and unfortunately, that blinded me from a lot of things. Because I grew up around a lot of conflict, and I just knew enough at a young age. I, I just despised conflict, but yeah. it's also why I was not able to defend myself very well because I just didn't want to be around the conflict. So, yeah. you know, so. You know, so now we, you know, so now we, you know, we fast forward toward, you know, over the past few years where, you know, I, you know, the, the quiet abuse became much louder. It became much more obvious and it became louder because I started noticing it and I started calling, I started questioning it all and my, and my abuser, you know, did not like that. (laughs) My abuser did not like that. You know, of course they won't, right? Yeah, no, they don't, you know, the and and, and, you know, and, um, you know, and unfortunately, you know, it led to what, again, what I didn't know at the time was something um, just very sinister, very manipulative. And, you know, and, um, and then I became, I was becoming a dad from that. And that was one of the hardest pills to swallow because it... Because now it's, you know, the, the, the worst thing, 
the worst well the best it's like, it's like I've, I've read this in different places it's like the best thing you can give an abuser as a child because it's like now you know because now they're never gonna now they're never gonna let go and now they're gonna see yeah. new things to you know hold against you yeah, and say, hold over your head right yeah right yeah and so it became you know so it was so it was just this multi-layered you know level of you know trauma that just started happening and and again yeah. i didn't i hadn't even used the word trauma it was just like i just felt lost i just felt lost and powerless yeah. that was the most i could say at that at that time and, and you know and then the point finally came after going through a couple suicidal ideations you know and i wasn't even in a dark place when it happened i, I you know i was doing something productive just to keep my brain going and that's yeah. when it started to happen and it scared the hell out of me and and at that point it was like i've got to start to someone's got to give yeah. and but it but I, the final straw was about a year and a half at, i want to say about a year and a half after no about two years after my kid was born and we're talking now we're talking march 2020 so you know so of course that's like we we say march 2020 we all know on the surface what, know, happened, right. what happened then. yeah <laughs> but for me there was something much much more happening you know where in that same month you know the the abusive behavior was normalized it was normalized you know i'll never forget this quote you may not have deserved it but you had it coming is what mm. was said to, is what was said to me in front of my child wow. and, wow. and he had ju- and he had just turned two. two and at that point it's first of all my kid doesn't need to hear something like that no. and, and no especially when when he knows he's talking to me and he hears those and he hears those words he again he may not know exactly what that means but he's hearing those words be said to he's, me he's close. yeah right he's he's complete he's extremely close and yeah and then I just, I broke like, okay, there, because throughout all that time, there's this, there's this faith, there's this hope that it's just like, this, this is happening. This madness has to stop at some point. Yeah. Like, it, you know, like, you know, is this all a joke? Like this is, yeah. you know, and, you know, because it's funny, it's like you, you, you see how people good or bad change when a kid comes into the picture yeah and you start to see you sort of you know you you question if it's like is this their true colors you know like yeah. what they say about when people drink like when they're drunk is this who they really are they because are they're drunk and whatever the case may be it's like it, people we could debate that you know people that could be debated all day but you know for me it's you know hearing that was it for me and it. so and so i started seeking options on who the hell do I even talk to yeah. that, that will listen or, I mean, and, 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 you know, and in my head at that time, it's like, you kind of, you, you don't, you don't want to say, yeah, have them believe you, but you really in the head, it's like, God, I really hope someone is just like, Oh my God, are you okay? Yeah. I'm so sorry. And, you know, cause by that point, I had only told a few people and the, you know, the reaction was mixed and, and, 
you know, and I'll never forget that. I'll never yeah. forget that. It, it, it's, you know, because the people that I expected to push back didn't, those who did, and, and vice versa. You know, and, and I and I think yeah. and, and I think one of the most heartbreak one of the most heartbreaking things this was like salt on the wound is like those who went through it still judged me, and was like, you have not solved your stuff. If you're judging me, knowing you went through that too, yeah, there's, you have unresolved stuff, and I talk to the wrong you person. Go yeah, and it's like, and I it's like, and like. It's like, and you don't want to feel like you talked to the wrong person, but it's like you did. And so, did. But what, but, and, but it's, but, but I did it and it's all good. But that was a huge lesson for me yeah. regarding what I got to do, you know, and how far I've got to take it and what not to do. And yeah. so, you know, cause at that point, my career wasn't in mental health or it, I was working in HR. So I hadn't. I was in HR recruitment and I was already given up on lost so much faith on that. So this was a massive turning point for me, right. To, you know, to just say, okay, I've got to get my head wrapped around what What's is happening yeah. because not, nothing made sense. Nothing made sense. And, 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 but, and I'm, but I'm glad I got to see the true colors of people because now I'm different with them. Now I'm different with sure. that. Sure. You mean, know, understandably, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and yeah, exactly. But 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 it's like, you know, and the whole letting go, move on, none of that applies. When trauma yeah. comes into play, none of that applies. Do like that, I yeah. wish you I wish it was something as easy as being able to move forward. I wish yeah. it was because then because I'm more than happy to diminish the pain. <laughs> I am more than happy to diminish yeah. the pain if of it helps me sleep better at night, right? <laughs> So I just now I get to this point that I've now educated myself in mental health. I've be, I became a, you know certified in peer support, you know trauma support. Um, you know I'm certified in RAP, which is a Wellness Recovery Action Plan. So I can do those things, and I can and I help others, and I you know I mentor and counsel others to help them get through it. And now with my my indie game studio where I started as just making games for fun. Now it's making games uh, to tell, to tell my more of my story, pieces yeah. of my story. And now it's personal. Now yeah. it's all personal. And, and that changes I, everything at that point. It, oh, it, it really does. And it's funny because yeah, it's so funny because um, I didn't think I was worth that. I didn't think yeah. I was worth it. I, I didn't think I, I should do that again. I did. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think I, that I was deserving of that, but I, but I did. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I achieved some milestones several months yeah. ago, you know, posting new things, sharing the story, sharing, and just really just not apologizing for any of it. And yeah. it's like, I can't, it's like, I can't, I can't apologize for it. And I think one of the hardest things from, from that was, how do I share this without the, without having to worry about the perception that I'm just angry, that yeah. I'm just uh, oh, just yeah. so much rage? And it's like, you know what? If you don't feel anger and rage from these things, then it doesn't. It didn't really yeah. hit you. Like it didn't. Yeah. You don't. You know what I'm saying? Then you. Then I think you're just disregarding it, and I think you're just blocking it away. Yeah. And you know, and I think you have to dive in because, like, when I learned 
when I was started learning about trauma, you know, the first thing this professor says is you need to look at it. You need to acknowledge it. Yeah. We, we have, we have been raised to push it away. We've been raised to push all that away. And now we don't. And now he's like, Nope, you nope. gotta look at it. And Damn. so now I'm able to say my trauma is my sidekick. Trauma is my sidekick. I hold it right here beside me and I get, and, and it'll talk to me and I'll start to have a little conversation with it. But I think, you know, but what I've had, what I, what I've been putting into practice more saying is, is listening to it, say, don't go here. Remember yeah. what happened. Remember how it felt instead of me. So instead of me saying, damn it, you're doing this again. Are you just trying to knock me down? But no, it's it, what it's trying to say is no, I, you asked me to be your sidekick and I'm going to be here, but I got to remind you, remember why you're doing this. And that's what's happening. And that's that's been a daily, daily practice for, you know, I want to say several months. So I, so not that long, but it's been, but it's been right. You know, but it's been, but it's allowed me to have conversations like this, which is why I appreciate when you were like, Feel free to share whatever you want to share. I'm going to share everything. If I, if, I, if, I, if, I, if my if your biggest complaint with me is that I overshared, excellent. Right. Because it's like God, he just would not stop. No, but that, I mean, but that's the but that's the importance of this because we don't get those opportunities to do that. Because as I shared earlier, it's about who's who's listening and who's just hearing. Yeah, and we need we need to we need to align that because as you said. Yeah the conversation it's that connection we need that more yeah more than ever and in the hopes that other people who are going through this who are comfortable that this has happened to can just be like i i, I you know there's hope somehow yeah. this podcast is humbly sponsored by better help as a holistic health coach turned mental health advocate i know the importance of finding the right support why? Because I've been battling anxiety and depression for over 10 years, and I know I'm not the only one who struggles with their mental health. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, BetterHelp is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen. Talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. All you do is just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you're matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. I say this all not as someone telling you to simply click on another sponsor, but as someone who's been seeing a better health therapist for the past year. I've never felt more valued, respected, and full of hope for my mental clarity than I do with each passing session with my therapist. Join the 3 million plus people, that plus being me, who have taken charge of their mental health when experience better health therapists. As a special bonus offer to listeners, you get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash fragile moments. That's betterhelp.com slash fragile moments. Remember, just because you need help doesn't mean you're not worth helping. So, was there some kind of like societal aspect that that made it more challenging, you know, to accept that this was happening? You know, you said that this you just kind of like wake up each day and you're like, this can't be this can't be this has got to end at some point. Do you feel that there was some kind of maybe not, you know, right in the forefront or or, or, or 
you know, very obvious, but looking back now, do you feel part of it is the fact that, you know, you're not going to be believed because, you know, nobody I know is going to go through some abusive, you know, situation, but then partly the other end is it doesn't happen to a man. Like that's, that's, that's not possible. Right. You know, do you feel looking back or even in that moment, do you feel that that was part of it or no? Yeah, I think it, I think it was. I mean, I mean, and I, it, it was a, a lot of those little things. It was, I'm a guy, like, like I'm, I'm a guy and yeah. now I'm a dad. Like I, I didn't become a dad from love, from co emotional connection. It was yeah. abuse, like yeah. nothing else. It was coercive control and abuse and, you know, and, and that, you know, like I never ruled out having a kid, but I wasn't really going, you know, like I was, I'm an uncle of a bunch of children. So it's like, <laughs> I was good with that. You know, like I, you know, yeah. you know, like when, if you're an uncle of one or two, it's one thing, but I'm an uncle of like, I want to say damn near 10. <laughs> so it's like, I have four sisters. So it's like, yeah. you know, if, if, you know, if you're, yeah. So, and I feel like there's this sort of silly, you know, there's this, you know, unspoken criteria. If you're, if you're an uncle or aunt of more than like, you know, four or five, you don't need to be a parent. <laughs> so we have a bunch already that are looking, that hopefully are looking for looking to see. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, so, you know, you know, so that, you know, and, and you know, and then of course there was, there was part of that selfish side of me where it's like, damn yeah. it, I spent, 30 plus years trying to figure out this thing that I really wanted to do and I didn't know how and now I'm doing it and now I'm going to now now I've got to give it all up. It's not that I lost it. I gave it up. You know, like no one was telling me, you know, go away. Like I was yeah. running it and I was like I can't. I can't. I I've, I've, I've got to retreat because I'm going I'm going to I'm going to take myself out and yeah. if I don't. And so and so I did. And that you know it was just all those all those things and 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 then just you know as i shared earlier not being very good at standing up for myself you know, yeah. now it was all coming into fruition here where it's like i know what i'm feeling and 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 i'm a i i do poetry i write and things like that but this was different and i just and i'm like how in the hell Am I going to verbalize yeah. what I'm feeling without losing my mind? Yeah. How is I going to do that? And I had no, and it took a, a long while. Now, completely different story. Yeah. But it took a long while and it was an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Absolute nightmare. How, to, how now, you know, with your, your kid, and I'd say that from experience like true experience here. There's a, mm. no, not the moment, but there's a two year old and a six month old running around the South. Well, not, not running yet <laughs> the other one, but right. nonetheless, you know, as you know, I can feel just in myself, you know, certain, you know, situations with them as they're navigating their own emotions. And, you know, I feel a twinge of like, you know, a reaction that I wasn't ready for it. You know, it's like, Whoa, mm. like, learn that lesson about myself, you know, and, and you kind of work with that oh, together, but man. that's just a, you know, a day to day. And, and so knowing what you just said, you know, that like you didn't have this, this, this child out of a, a love situation. What does that do for you? 
raising your child. And I don't mean like, you know, that, right. like, that you portray that on them, but like, what do you <laughs> feel in those moments that might be different from, you know, a you know, parent or father, especially that didn't go through some traumatic situation to have the child? How do you feel like there's kind of a, like a, a difference there? Or do you feel yourself having to catch yourself more? So it's that that's a that's a that's a fascinating question because I had I lived I had experienced both both ends of the spectrum on that like there were I knew enough that you know because of course the question is is he really mine so you know that and then there's so there's that question and you know and I learned yeah he you know he he is and so it, you know but I knew enough even prior to where it's like if he's mine it's not his fault and right. and i and just but that was just more the reason for me to just an, an, another reason for me to recover somehow yeah and get better and and you know and as this and as it has happened there have been those moments where he will say or do something and it'll be like oh my god and and yeah. and, and i have to walk away or i just or quietly stomp away because you know because i'm just like because i just start breaking down and yeah. i just i start bawling i don't need to see that you know and i just start you know and that thankfully that was early on not yeah. now so it's it, it, you know it, it's gone now i mean I, i'm yeah. pretty calm. i'm very very confident it's gone now but it's definitely one of those things of like being able to say whatever happens you know i'm gonna love the hell out of this child and yeah. i'm gonna show him now the importance of expressing feelings and, and knowing what to say knowing yeah. what to say under and understanding what you're saying you know he's gonna be five next month and you know and i'm and and, and i've been telling him in the past couple you know past few years when he started understanding more and more you yeah. know like you know why we cry and why we laugh why we talk yeah. about this why we talk about that and I, and you know and you know and that's, that's a big rule it very very much so and the yeah. big thing i tell him question everything but yeah. also know when to accept the answers yeah and embrace that embrace the answers and you know but you know but the other and the other big thing i tell him is the mistakes it's only a mistake if you don't fix it just fix it you know when you apologize sometimes this is one of this is probably my favorite because <laughs> i could feel this when he says i feel it from him when he says this it's the it's the apology thing it's the <laughs> this you know uh, such and such you know hit me or called me this at school and they didn't apologize so that means they meant it <laughs> and i oh, i love it i felt i feel that with my entire <laughs> my entire core because you know that's one of those things i you know i have said to my abuser i you know where it's like you know all of this would be easier if you just owned your stuff. If you yeah. had just owned your behavior, we could be so much more civil. Like things could be yeah. so much more civil, but you continue to choose not to unless it's at your own convenience or it's yeah. or, it, or it helps you 
martyr yourself or you know or you know help you audition for something so you could hopefully win an award in your acting yeah. and it's and it's like no man you know without that change behavior nothing yeah. changes it doesn't matter what i say to you and because i did i i yeah. owned the things i did because of what i had that i didn't know and i owned those things and i continue to practice daily on that don't always work but I do, no. but I, but I don't stop. I don't stop. And I tell, so I tell my kid the same thing. You make a mistake, you fix it. When it comes to an apology and I've said it, I've said it to him in front of her on the phone where, I, where I've said, listen, apologies are not always words. They are action. So if yeah. they don't say it, give them a chance to do better. Do, yeah. do you know, changed behavior. And and we keep talking. We actually just talked about that a couple of days ago. Where, you know, just that exact thing. And he's listening more and more and more. Yeah. And he's repeating it. And and you know, and so I tell him, you know, and so when he gets sad at something, I said, Baby, I'm here. Yeah. Try, what do you it's a mistake. What do we do? And yeah. he'll just be like, say sorry. And I'm like, Okay, you can, but then, then, if, then he ultimately gets to the fix it thing. This is yeah. how are we going to fix it? And so, um, and, and you know, I think that kind of ties into what you were saying earlier regarding, you know, the 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 trendy buzzwords that people say regarding, yeah. you know, like it's okay not to be okay. It's like okay, great. I can only hear that so much. What are we doing? What are we going to do? <laughs> what are we going to do now about yeah. about that? So that's where I say to him, "What? How are we going to get it done? How are we going to fix it?" And it's a wonderful thing. It's just it absolutely, is. it's just, it's been great. And I just, I, my hope is that the message just gets so emblazoned in him. <laughs> that it's just like, <laughs> that, you know, he's 10, 12, 15 years old and he just remembers that. that yeah. Moment. He's like, okay, he'll I'm just going to He'll turn it. it around on you and that'll be your, your moment. You'll be like, there it is. It's yep. like, yep. <laughs> like Whatever my, you were mad at that moment, you're like, I don't even care. It worked. <laughs> right. um. how, how, how has it been, if I may ask you, sure. how has it been for you to get to this point? You know, hearing because that was part of what drew me to even reach out to you with yeah. regards to the relatability of all of it. So, how, how have you? It's what you mean. I just have my one. You have two. Yeah. How have you <laughs> been? How have you been able to, um, you know, you know, balance it, overcome it, whatever the right word I, is? I don't know. I don't. Um, <laughs> um, Valid answer. But, and yes. you know, I and I think that's been one of the things that I mean, it's like you said. I mean, like that you're just admitting those things and and coming to face with it is is that I think a lot of it for me it was the fact that you know, the perception of, you know, just as we, what we were talking about with the, you know, the abuse is that perception mm -hmm. of a, of a male, you know, especially a, in a father is this, is this one definition. And that if you hold all of that definition of, you know, being masculine and not making mistakes and providing all those things in, in one, one, you know, it's very small viewpoint. Mm -hmm. You know, you forget the fact that you can make mistakes. You mm -hmm. are not going to have an easy time with this. You, you know, all of that. Um, I think slowly, just kind of a you know, coming to face with that. And my wife can tell you that. I mean, I we've mm -hmm. never argued, never you know, complained, never did anything. But I've certainly had my moments where I just looked at her like, I, 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 I can't do this. Like this is hard. And, and even just saying that. Um, yeah. 
and that's oh, with anything, right? God, I, mean, I feel that. Um, so it could be, you know, it could be one, it could be two, it could be four. It's the same thing, it, you know, there's, you know what you have to do. It's those moments that kind of, like I said, catch you off guard that it's like, you know, you forget that they're two or three or whatever, and <laughs> they don't, they don't have this tool set or the vocabulary to say mm -hmm. what they need to say, but they have the emotion. They're there. Um, yep. mm -hmm. and what does that mean? And I've certainly, you know, been in my own moments where I'm getting frustrated with them and I'm reminded constantly. It's like, they're two. That's right. That's right. <laughs> precisely. Um, precisely. You know, precisely. changing your language, but you know, you get so caught up and like, ah, I missed that moment, I guess. Mm -hmm. just messed them up for life you know like you know those, all those things and we just don't talk about it enough i mean i could do i could talk a lot um just about the the, the father end of it just what i've learned um mm -hmm. it is i mean it's it's hard but it, it's that i mean those conversations that you're having right now i mean you can tell i mean that's because that's that's what we talk about here as adults right and right right part of it stems from that that nobody you know nobody had that conversation with you as you know, when you were younger or you did, but you didn't carry that through, and 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 you know you didn't get you didn't get the opportunity to learn what that meant. You know all those things. It doesn't mean that like you had terrible parents. It's just that sure, in the scheme of things, of all the stuff that they had to think of, mm -hmm. that's one thing they don't remind you of. You can read a thousand books, you're only focused on their sleeping. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know what they should be eating at this age. They don't tell you that what happens when they don't like that that you're eating. Mm -hmm. You know all mm -hmm. the the other odd situations like they don't talk about. And those are the moments that it's like, that are important, you know? We just call it a tantrum. Well, what does that mean? You know, it's right. a tantrum not because they're a bad kid. It's a tantrum because they have no idea what the heck their emotions are, you know? Yeah. They don't, they don't, they don't know how to wield that power yet. You know, no. they're, they're, they're just using it. They're just yeah. using that power, like, but they're not wielding yeah. it accordingly. And, you know, and that's why I tell my, that's why I tell my kid, there's never anything wrong with, 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 you know, with what you say, but you got to remember where you are and how yeah. you say it. And it's going to take time. And I, and I love what you said about the whole, you know, you forget their age because there have been moments where he will, my son will say something to me and he will say it not, not just so clearly, but so eloquently yeah. that I, for this moment, it's like, a glimpse into the future it's like yeah okay he just went from four to 14 just, <laughs> just in what he said in this little yeah. sentence and and i'll and and he'll again it's he's so eloquent yeah. with it and you know and it just brings me so much joy but that's where i have to stop myself and then he'll just start making these funny little animal noises and start <laughs> teasing me again like there, there you are there you are but that's where i have to tell him because because even when he sees others doing it this is this is, this is so great when i i love this because when we go out or wherever we go and he yeah. sees another person a kid adult whoever acting a certain way and he'll just start looking and staring at them, and then he'll look at me, yeah. And I'll and I'll ask him one question. I'm like, "Is that behavior okay?" He's like, "No, no. I don't." He's like, "I don't think I like that." I was like, "So guess what? Yeah, don't do it. Just 
don't yeah. do it. And you know, and so now, so every so often, he'll he'll hear a kid or an adult yeah. act, act a certain way. Daddy, was that okay? Should we do? Nope. I love it. I love we it. We do not do that. I'm like, oh my goodness, keep doing yeah. that. I was like, damn it, question everything. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I say. So yeah, that's, that's good. Just, and so thank you for thank yeah. you for that because yeah, as 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 fathers, we. It, it, more often than not, I have felt so alone in the in the yeah. fatherhood thing, and oh, yeah. I have felt it. And it's funny because, well, it's a, it's a little, well, no, it's funny. I shouldn't say it. So I'm not going to diminish this. I see comedy in just about everything, even the pain. So like even the dark stuff. But like, you know, I I mean, I have I shared earlier. I've, you know, I, I'm the only boy i'm the only male of five yeah. you know so four sisters so i grew up mainly with a female point of view yeah. female perspective which is which is great you know but also in moments like this as a dad i felt very alone it's like well who the yeah. hell's gonna understand me who the hell's yeah. gonna, who am i gonna be able to relate to in something like this yeah. it's already hard for women to share all right these yeah. experiences especially as moms and now it's like and then here i am like god help yeah. me how do we do this so you know, so I really appreciate that. And yeah. this is that kind of thing we have to give strength to. We have to yeah. give that platform to. So so th- yeah. thank you for that. I, I, th- yeah. I, I think you do a great man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's not to take away from, you know, you know, the, the true definition of, you know, postpartum. It's, it's a whole, mm-hmm. there's a whole different meaning to that. It's just the fact that you do have two sides of the story and you have to, just like with anything else, you have to acknowledge the emotions that are there. And that's a that's a daily task. You know, it's not just, you know, it's hard to even hear, you know, for me when I like, you know, you watch people share, you know, here's 10 tips to, you know, cure your depression or here's six steps to, to, you know, kick your anxiety to the curb or, you know, all those things. It's like, that's not going to, that's not realistic, you know, and you could apply that to every situation, you know, parenting the same thing. I mean, we joke and say, well, it's a, it's a lifetime responsibility. Yes. Yeah. What, what does that mean? And what that means right. is that you're constantly having to, to navigate those things. What's Your Story is produced by me, JD, with background piano music by Chad Lawson. The stories, though, well, they're all yours. So if you've got a story you want to share, you can do so by heading to fragilemoments.org slash story. If there's something that resonated with you in today's episode, let me know by sending me an email or tag at StorySharingPod on Twitter and Instagram. As always, thanks for choosing to listen, and I look forward to hearing your story one day, because we all have within us a story to tell, a song yet unsung. <laughs>